Here we go. A lot to get to on this week's episode of the Final Score Podcast as we say goodbye to high school sports for the 2022-2023 school year. Uh, on this week's episode, we'll talk to Bobby Humphreys and uh, James Partlow, uh, state champion Thomas Johnson boys track team. Uh, won uh, Class 3A uh, Saturday in Landover, uh, nipping uh, their arch rivals uh, Frederick High, uh, uh, which also uh, had a great uh, meet on, on the boys' side. Uh, but, but just lots to get to, guys. Uh, my colleagues here, Alexander Dacey and John Cannon, join me uh, for, for our weekly uh, opening segment. And boy, where, where, where to begin? Uh, I, I, we'll start with Saturday, I, I guess, uh, because we had the three track teams. Uh, TJ Boys, uh, who I just mentioned, uh, joined the Urbana Girls, a perennial uh, state champions, it seems. And the Catoctin Boys, back-to-back, uh, 1A uh, state outdoor champions. Uh, at, at the state track meet in Landover, all those teams won. Uh, and we also had Urbana softball uh, win on Saturday with an 8-2 win over Delaney. Alexander, we'll start there. Uh, what, what was the scene like um, down at College Park? Well, uh, it, it was it was a fairly a fairly breezy, I guess, game, if you will, because they, they, they jumped out first, first inning. Delaney Reef strikes out the side on 10 pitches, uh, and then Urbana turns around and scores three in the bottom of the first, and it really felt like, yeah, that's, you know, that was kind of it, and you know they 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 did they did kind of lull a little bit, but then once they they kept they found their offense again, it it was fairly fairly easy victory, and uh you know I mean we 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 kind of were talking about this last week, like beating Sherwood was really the I don't want to say it was really the championship game, but like that was the you know toughest team they had to face. Well, they were the defending. Champs. They were the defending champs. It's a team that you know has had their number. Um, like, like so many other times, Sherwood has had Urbana's number in various sports, but, um, yeah, you know, they, they, they got over that hump and it almost felt like, okay, you know, Delaney's good, but they're, you know, they probably haven't seen a team as good as Urbana and sure enough, um, Urbana, you know, fairly, fairly breezy victory, um, you know, very celebratory, but, uh, you know, not as, uh, maybe not as, uh, I, I will say the the celebration last year uh, when I covered Linganore's <laughs> championship was way more, uh, way more, uh, I guess In- intense. Intense, but it part uh, there's also circumstances that was their first. This is Urbana's second, um, oh, and also that game had some had like an improbable comeback. This one, where Urbana was kind of in control from the start. Right. But I mean, hey, you want a state championship? Everybody's pretty. Everybody's pretty happy regardless. All right, uh, John, the Delaney Reef story. I mean, this is a mm-hmm. ca- this is a catcher by trade. Right. She's going to the University of Maryland to play uh, catcher, mm-hmm. and she's been really their ace pitcher all season long. Yeah, catcher. Actually, when I first saw her play when she was a sophomore, I think she's a shortstop. She does a lot of different. And catcher is what she'd been doing the last couple of years, and they uh, they needed somebody to pitch, and she's just such a good athlete. She's the best hitter in Frederick County. Uh, she's our leading hitter, uh, but she's a good enough athlete where she could just be dominant as a pitcher as well, even though that's something she just dabbled in up until you know last year, maybe. Uh, do you think her catching, uh, do you think that assists her pitching a little bit? Or? I mean, I would guess so. She's a heck of a catcher. I mean, you, you see how she, she's a sturdy girl. I don't know what her height is, but she's very solid. Uh, she looks like a catcher, and uh, but she's got some power, too, so she could bring the ball. She's she's Kind of, she's kind of a power pitcher. She's definitely not a junk ball pitcher. She's one of those. She's not like Taylor Smith, where she's going to like rack up a huge amount of strikeouts, but she'll get a, a fair amount. You know, I think she's averaging nine, ten a game, which is pretty good. Yeah, that's what she did in the uh, uh, semifinals. I think she had close to ten strikeouts, and in the state final, I, I think she had uh, a handful. She too. had eleven. Um, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. 
Um, I'd also like to mention uh, uh, Kaylin Burge, who caught the winning out uh, in left field. Uh, she's a double champion uh, in volleyball and softball this year. And John and I were looking back and to see, like, outside of, you know, sport like track, track and cross country, you know, the last time that's happened in the county. And, I mean, we'd have to, you know, we'd have to we, – we, we, we only barely scratched the surface of our digging, but we couldn't really find anyone who fit, who fit that bill, at least not – not in the last like twenty years or so, and, and not only that, an <coughs> instrumental player for both. Yes, uh, yes, all, all, for for both championship teams. Mm, true, uh, John, you've been talking for a long time about how much you like this Urbana softball team. Yeah, they were complete. I mean, defensively, uh, yeah, I love defense, and they I mean, they make the errors here and there, but not many. I mean, they they across the board. Uh, they're solid. And actually, the, the freshman, Lowe Mackinac, I hope I didn't mispronounce her name, when she took over a shortstop, that locked things in because Delaney Cartucci had been their shortstop, and she went to third. She's an excellent fielder herself, so that like left side of the infield is just really, the whole infield is really good. So that was like the final piece, you know, when that came together. Um, and, yeah, we mentioned catcher. I mean, so Delaney's not catching now. It's Maggie, Maggie Hummer. Maggie Hummer, I mean, yeah. somebody should say, you know, she's done a heck of a job stepping into that role as well. And, and, and she and Delaney are great friends. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're hoping to have Coach Husson, Delaney, and Maggie uh, on, on the podcast either next week or the week after. They're, they're, they're down at Senior Week right now mm-hmm. celebrating their graduation as, as well as their uh, state uh, softball championship. So uh, the Urbana girls, uh, softball, 0-2 oh, oh at, mm-hmm. at one point uh, uh, to start the season. Played a couple of really bad defensive games to start the season, but you could really tell how much the team came together and really grew over the course of the season. Uh, also Saturday, man, John, the Catoctin softball team had a tough one. <laughs> Taylor Smith takes a no-hitter into the sixth inning in a state championship game and ends up losing. Gave up only two hits the entire game, but they were back-to-back. And uh, the first hit was by uh, North Worcester's fastest runner. So when that second hit came, she scored. Yeah, and, uh, yeah it, was it, was a, it was a one-nothing game. One-nothing yeah. game, just ba- just uh, unfortunate circumstances. I mean, Catoctin, you got to score, though, right? I mean, I mean Catoctin, we, I, I think we had mentioned it, if not on the podcast, just when we talk, they weren't scoring many runs. Uh, with Taylor, they didn't have to, but, uh, you know, you want to get at least one, you know. Yeah, true. Uh, how good was the North Dorchester pitcher? She was good. She wasn't Taylor uh, Smith good. Um, I, she was, she hit her spots. Uh, she wasn't really a power pitcher, but, uh, she, she was, she was crafty. I guess you call it, call her. Yeah. She was good. I mean, she brought like a 1.15 ERA into the game. So she's obviously doing something right. Yeah. I I mean, I was wondering because maybe Katak, they weren't scoring a lot of runs, like you say, but I also wonder if that had to do with the caliber of pitchers they were facing Mm -hmm. too. Oh, sure. Uh, well, in the state quarterfinals, they were facing a girl who's going to Penn Mm -hmm. state and who was mowing everyone down for Allegheny. And then in the... In the semifinals against, I'm sure Mardela had a great uh, pitcher as well. And, they did, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so yes, they're not scoring a lot of runs, and it would help Taylor to get a little run support. And I'm, I'm not saying you're suggesting this, but, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, I mean the caliber of pitching they were facing right. uh, uh, ramped up too. But man, but that, that that's a tough result because mm-hmm. uh, it, Urbana and Catoctin were sort of on parallel tracks there. They they, right. they each won in 2011. Mm-hmm. They got back to this point. Or, or Urbana breaks through again, and man, Catoctin was. was, was so close. And, and the thing is, um, in the semis, as you said, Catoctin beat Mardella, who beat North Dorchester twice during the regular season. Right? Okay. Actually, once in the regular season and once in their, their yeah, championship game down are, there. These are both Southern Maryland or right. Eastern Shore type right. teams. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to, yeah, I mean, uh, granted, they didn't lose by much to Mardella, this being North Dorchester. But yeah, I, mean, I thought Catoctin was the favorite. But uh, yeah, it's the way it goes sometimes. Uh, day before on Friday, man, Alexander, the Urbana baseball team, Sher- Sherwood has their number. Yeah. And this one, this one, I mean, you know, was, was Sherwood, uh, you know, doing Sherwood things, but really it was also Urbana kind of beat themselves. They made six errors. Um, you know, a couple other mental, 
mental mistakes. I mean, Sherwood didn't really play a clean game either. It was kind of it was honestly kind of an ugly game to watch, uh, especially for you know supposedly the two best teams in the it, state. It, it was uh, high scoring. I mean, seven four for a state final. Yeah, and and I mean, you know, the the pitching was 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 fine on both sides. Again, they were not getting neither team was really getting any help from the defense. Um, but uh, you know, it, it was one of those you know, tone setter type things. The second pitch of the game uh, is Brian Scott, who's, who is a Maryland commit uh, for Sherwood, takes Keegan Johnson deep over the high wall in left field down at uh, um, uh, Regency Furniture Stadium in Waldorf. Uh, well, was that which just is, a shock to the system for Urbana? Uh, not, I, maybe a little bit, but they, they they got that run back, but they, they they never they never led. Like, they got that run back, then Sherwood scored. Two, <laughs> he, uh, he uh, Scott put them ahead uh, in the second inning again for good. Um, with like with like an RBI, it was an RBI single um, uh, with two outs. So you know, it, it's one of those where it's like where it's like you definitely could see a you know in in an alternate timeline, you can see a path for Urbana if they clean up their mistakes to you know get to you, you know to make, maybe maybe like a one run game or you know maybe maybe even win because again, I think at least I think roughly you know five or I think probably close to half around five or six of the. 11 runs total were unearned. So, again, just a lot of sloppy baseball. Um, but you also got to make those plays, right? And, you know, and they, they know that. They, they, they know that. And so, you know, it's one of those things that's, you know, that's frustrating, you know, that's very frustrating for them and, you know, obviously disappointing. But they also, you know, did get further than any other Urbana team. You know, this is their first uh, first appearance in the finals for Urbana after uh, three previous uh, misses in the semis and, uh, Last uh, in the from like twenty, it was like I think it was oh four, ten, and fifteen. So uh, th- this was a big yeah. miss, though, in the sense that a lot of these players are seniors. On yeah, team. and I mean for especially like you know Keegan Johnson, Riley Smith, um, yeah, Andrew Purcell, their catcher. Um, you know those are those are some of the big uh, uh, Gavin Olinak, uh pitcher. You know the, those those are really some of the big guys who are you know who are moving on and. Uh, you know, either playing college or, you know, just, just, just going, you know, graduating, going off to college. Um, you know, so that's, that's really kind of the, I guess the bummer of it all is like, you know, Keegan Johnson started and he, he pitched, you know, fine, you know, it wasn't, definitely wasn't his best game, but he pitched fine. Um, you know, again, wasn't getting a lot of help, but yeah, it's, 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 it's just one, it's just one of, you know, one of the, one of those deals. Um, you know, they, they, they'll, 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 they'll be, I mean, they'll probably be back fairly soon. They're good. They're obviously gonna be really good again next year. I don't know you know, have to maybe assess the landscape. I don't know if they'll be quite at the same level, but, you know, this really did feel like the team, you know, the team that would give Sherwood its best shot. And, I mean, again, if they clean up, I mean, if they, you know, clean up their mistakes, maybe they do, but. Is Sherwood a senior heavy team? When, when, when are they going to stop winning? <laughs> well, that's, that's, so Sherwood is, uh, Sherwood, uh, all, all their, you know, pretty much all their best players, I guess, were seniors, um, but they still have a pretty strong, you know, junior core and, sophomore they're they're just one of the it's just one of those teams and schools that even when i played was like sure was like the one team we could never beat because they're always good um you know they're just one of those schools right they, they reload so yeah. they reload every year and even yeah oh like you know you're losing you know like like a like a state player of the year candidate <laughs> you know in a in amari allen oh look you'll probably bring another one in right behind him it's, it's just kind of what they do so uh, in lacrosse, uh, we had one team get through as Middletown was bidding to become the first uh, girls lacrosse team in Frederick County to win a state title. 
John, yeah, you were at the game I, mm-hmm. against Manchester Valley. I had a feeling it was going to be competitive because I had seen the first one and I knew Ellery Bowman, uh, the best player in the county, fouled out, fouled, or uh, she got yellow carded out of the first game mm-hmm. um, and missed most of the second half of that first matchup, a 15 to 4 win. So I knew Middletown could play with them, but um, but uh, the yellow cards came back to rear their ugly head again in, in uh, last Thursday's state final. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Actually, Middletown didn't just play with them. They were out playing uh, Man Valley, and uh, they were up 7-4. to four. I mean, they, they were down 2 nothing Middletown, and they just came back and took over and went up 7-4. to four. Um, and they got their third card around the end of the first half. So what happens when you get card number yellow card number four, you lose a player, and from then on, if you lose, and when you get card number five, you lose another player. Well, Middletown got their card number four and card number five about ten minutes into the second half. They were still up seven to four, and they never scored again. And they gave up eleven goals. Uh, Man Valley went on eleven to run. I mean, that was the end of the game. I mean, they just had no way that they could compete it, after it, that. It's almost a carbon copy of the first matchup yeah. because once they got car, because they ran yeah. into card trouble in the first matchup too. It was a mm-hmm. close game. I think Middletown even had the early lead in that uh, first matchup. Right. But but once they were playing with. Uh, players down. Two players down. Uh, Man Valley just sort of took over, and then they right. couldn't, they couldn't slow the onslaught. I mean, so. I mean, you can look at it this way. Hey, you know, when you get that third card, like you gotta, it's like in basketball, when you get four fouls, you gotta play on eggshells after that. You know, just hey, do nothing because you know you can't can't risk losing players. You could say that the Middletown should have done that. And I'm sure they tried to, and it just didn't work out for them. Um, and these weren't, to my mind, these weren't egregious fouls, but I guess they're trying to cut down on contact in this sport, which I'm, <laughs> I want to talk a little bit more about in a minute. But, I mean, uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, if they're going to call this these types of games that tight, I mean, you can't be taking players out like that. I, I, question, why is girls lacrosse so different than boys lacrosse? I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, why can't they play a little more? Why is no contact involved? Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a fair question, I think. I mean, it's 2023 here. I mean, what are we saying? I mean, these girls, they, they can play. I mean, it's just it's it's a shame that it, the game has kind of come to well, that. Well, I mean, we were writing about this early in the season because I, I saw the Frederick-Tuscarora girls game where Tuscarora was down to, like, I think three players mm-hmm. in their back end. And, and I think they were uh, had eight cards or something in the game. Uh, Middletown, uh, lost. they lost Ellery for the first game against Man mm-hmm. Valley. They had another game where they had where they were down players and had like five fouls. I think it was against Frederick High. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I think teams adjusted over the course of the season. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I you know they're trying to crack down on the checking. But and, mm-hmm. and plus the free position shots. It's, it's right. like it's, it's in a lot of cases it's like an automatic goal, and and, and you're turning these games into. Uh, like a contest of who could rack up more free position shots. Yeah, let these girls use their athleticism and you know some of the physicality that you know we see in basketball. You know, I mean, and I realize it's a different game, but I mean, I'd like to see them play a little bit and, more. And, and there's nothing thrilling about watching a free position shot go in. Yeah. I mean, and it breaks up the flow of the game because it's a whistle, it's a stoppage. So, yeah, yeah I mean, we, we we were writing about it right from the start of the season. Uh, so some might say overly so because. People are like, oh, we don't want to read about the officiating, but but it's it's a factor, and I I think mm-hmm. teams did adjust, but uh, but again, in a state final, you want to see the best team win, right. not what team is racking up more perceived fouls. Did Manchester Valley were they dealing with fouls? Uh, they, to cards? my, I, I'm going to say they had one yellow card. 
okay. in the entire game. That's I believe that's what and that's all I remember them did, having. Did it, did it feel like a real imbalance in the game? Or? Yeah, I mean, Middletown probably plays more aggressive, more physical. I I ever heard the the uh, Man Valley coach after the uh, game saying uh, in another interview, I overheard her saying that Middletown played a very physical defense. They're good, but physical, um, and that's accurate. But uh, yeah, in physical, it's not dirty. You know yeah, what I'm right. saying? Right, and they're sort of paying the price for being for right. playing a, a tough defensive style and, and so. if the shoe were on the other foot if middletown won that kind of a game because man valley got all those yellow yellow cards i'd feel the same way i mean you know to right. me i just i don't want to you don't want to see that you right know? and uh, right exactly it's just not the way you you, you want to win so um so we had those were the team champions our, our urbana our, our lone spring sports team State team champion, uh, Urbana softball. Oh, and tennis. Remember uh, the uh, uh, yeah. So I, I am going to mention okay. that. I uh, and, and we had the track and field, obviously too. Urbana girls doing what they always do, uh, uh, just overwhelming teams with with their their depth. Um, uh, Samantha Hayeson uh, won the shot put in the discus. Angelina Mafia won the hundred hurdles. Uh, those were their victories, and they just score in enough events where they just overwhelm teams with their depth. TJ Boys, and we're going to talk about this with with Bobby and James in a second here. They didn't win a single event uh, at the state track meet, but still racked up enough points, even after a, a slow first day, uh, to nip Frederick High, uh, who had a great meet in the relays and the long jump, um, uh, to win the 3A title. So sort of the same model that the Urbana girls have established, the TJ Boys followed and, and just won with uh, the strength in numbers. And then the Catoctin boys uh, with, with the star power of Brody Buffington, uh, th- uh, three state titles in the 100, uh, the fastest time in all classifications in the 100 dash, 10.35 seconds, won uh, the 200 and a 1A record, um, 21.06, and ran the anchor leg for Catoctin's winning 4 by one relay. And then Furious Trammell, uh, the junior, um, uh, had close to a perfect meet. I uh, won the long jump, the triple jump, the 400-meter dash, and would have won the 4 by 200 if not for uh, for the DQ, prompted by another Brody uh, celebration, which he sort of felt bad about and, and apologized uh, to his teammates for. Uh, so that's track. And uh, be- before we go, guys, we need to mention that there was a tennis state championship. Ben Kennedy and uh, Kieran McDonald of Brunswick High School uh, claimed the mixed doubles championship in 1A. It's the first state uh tennis title uh for brunswick high so that's pretty cool all right uh, oh, i know and urbana won the team title just uh, and, and urbana uh, yeah. Uh, yeah yes yes, uh, yes thanks thanks for uh pointing that out reminding me john uh urbana tennis uh not, not not any champions, but 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 they did win the team title for their overall uh, excellence. A and, three-way and, tie with uh, don't I forget who the other teams. I were. can tell you yeah. it was uh, Broadneck and Blair, and right. because Blair, like I was trying to figure out the last time we'd we'd won a state title in anything, <laughs> a team state title. So it's it's been a while, but so that was we, pleasant surprise. So off we go into summer baseball and feature season, huh, fellas? Yeah, that's is always is always an interesting time because it's like. The stuff we might not we might not have time to write about or uh, might might pass over in the um, you know during the during the course of the regular season. It's like oh, se- send us everything because we'll but, we'll probably take but it. But it's not a total it's not a total dearth. I mean yeah. we have we have some mm-hmm. cool stuff coming up. I mean we have uh, uh, the keys are starting up to, to go mm-hmm. along with the uh, Frederick Atlantic League team. Which when, when when's the name coming for the question? Uh, June twenty third, which is a Friday night. So we still have uh, three weeks to go before yeah. before this team that's been playing for six weeks uh, gets gets. Named. Mark your calendars. Right. 
uh, the keys start. And also uh, the draft. Alexander, I know you're going to be on this. Uh, uh, Joey McManus, uh, Catoctin High School, University of Maryland uh, commit, has a chance to get drafted fairly high. Yeah, so, um, you know, it's it's not 100% set in stone because I think he's still kind of deciding whether or not, you know, he wants to go to Maryland. And I know um, uh, I, I know both um, – uh, Mike Mike Franklin and, and I think I was also talking to his mom after uh, uh, the Clear Spring game a couple weeks ago. You know they mentioned like he's still kind of deciding, and you know some of it you know might also come down to like you know if he really wants to go to Maryland, then you know what's the right price to get him to change his mind, and that might be fairly high. So you know we'll have to see. But I uh, scouts you know sc- scouts have s- said uh, you know that or uh, scouts have said and uh, told uh, told Mike Franklin that you know if. You know, if if all else is equal, he could you know be a day two pick, which is pretty pretty remarkable. That's on the heels of Mason Albright going uh, in the twelfth round and getting a, um, a major signing bonus um, that, 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 that surprised uh, him, and he, he wound up uh, uh, turning pro right away. Um, or he he'd been at IMG, uh, but out of high school, uh, he's with the LA Angels now. And also, I think uh, Alexander, you're um, headed to. Wilmington, Delaware, at some point this summer uh, to see Trey Lipscomb, uh, who's who's having a good first season uh, in, in, in the Nats uh, for the Nats uh, high A affiliate. Yeah, I, I think I'm planning to do that sometime middle to end of June because they're on a, they're kind of on a long road trip right now. But uh, yeah, I, you know we want, we've been wanting to get out and see, and because you know the, whenever we have you know a lot of these you know guys every you know however many handful we have every year in the in the minors. Uh, a lot of times they're not local, so you know you can't really go see them. But given that you know Trey's in the Nationals organization and Wilmington's not that far, um, you know we're we're gonna t- I'm gonna take a day uh, later this month and head out there. You know, do a you know see him play, do a story on him. Um, you know, he's having a solid um, t- solid first full campaign. Um, you know, he started started in Fredericksburg last year, but quickly you know proved that that was a uh, you know he could handle Fredericksburg fairly easily. So he. He moved on up to start the year, and uh, I mean Wil- Wilmington is where m- most uh, most of the Nats' top you know top prospects, especially the ones they got in that um, the Soto trade, where they where they'd been sort of lurking for the last couple months. But uh, some of them are starting to get moved up now, so we'll see if that opens and, up. And, uh, and Trey is considered one of their top prospects. Yeah, so he's so he's technically I think their number eighteen or number nineteen prospect, um, but he is their uh, number. Uh, number three infield prospect because they they just don't have a lot of infield prospects. I mean, you got Bra- like the, the only one really ahead of him, honestly, like, like truthfully in the pecking order is Brady House, who was a uh, first round pick a couple years ago. Um, and he they, they he's a shortstop that they're converting to third base. So that you know that's like the only one really in the way of Trey. But um, yeah, he's you know given the Nash just don't have otherwise uh, a ton of you know depth in their organization and infield. He's you know he's a prime candidate once, you know, Brady House moves up, he'll probably follow right behind. So, Of course, we'll have uh, all area teams uh, for spring sports coming out. Uh, coming up here on the podcast, uh, we'll talk to uh, Kevin Kendrow, uh, Frederick County Public School Supervisor of Athletics and Extracurricular Activities. Uh, girls flag football will be, will be a uh, varsity sport uh, this fall. Uh, season kicks off in August. Had a big clinic uh, this week at Frederick High, so we'll uh, talk to Kevin about uh, all of that and uh, what he expects from girls flag football and, and just, just the past year in, in FCPS athletics. And like I mentioned, uh, we'll talk to uh, Coach Frank Husson, uh, Delaney Reef, and uh, Maggie Hummer of the Urbana softball team about their uh, state uh, softball championship over the next couple of weeks on the podcast. 
but when we come back, we'll be joined by the state champion Thomas Johnson boys, uh, Coach Bobby Humphreys, and uh, distance runner, and uh, team captain James Partlow. So stay with us here on The Final Score. Time to welcome in uh, Coach Bobby Humphreys and James Partlow of the state champion Thomas Johnson boys track and field team. Uh, Coach, I, I can't see you on Zoom here, but I imagine your hair is a little shorter right now. <laughs> yep, they uh, they won the bet, so they shaved my head. Uh, I, I can get you some pictures over there, but I had to get it fixed before my son's fifth grade graduation, so it's not as crazy as it once was. Okay, I I explain the bet. Well, not really a bet per se, but um, at the end of s indoor states, I was sitting around a few kids and, you know, it, it was getting pretty close there to the end where we actually had a chance to win indoor states. And I was looking at them. I was like, you know what? If you guys can do this in outdoor, if you guys can win states in outdoor, I'll let you cut my hair any way you want to. Yeah, your hair was getting pretty long, wasn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, it was. It was long. It was definitely up in a ponytail. It was, um, you know, about shoulder length from the top down. Um, and then, so I don't know, what was it like a month before, right before championship season started James. And I told yeah, you, yeah. you know, I brought yep, it back yeah, up and said, Gator track and field invitational. Um, you, you told us, or told me specifically, I think you, you said, if you guys win States, you guys can cut my hair however you want. And I said, shake on it. Um, and we, yeah, both of us kept our, Side of the bet, uh, Coach. First of all, were you going for the mountain man look, or what, what were you? What were you doing with the extra long hair? You know, uh, I, I think I stole that for my son. Uh, they're lacrosse players, so uh, my oldest ended up getting his growing his out, hair out and ended up pretty long. So I was like, you know what? Let me try that again as well. So, you know, I mean, just... I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a bald guy. Isn't that hard to maintain all that hair? <laughs> It was, it is, uh, but it was cheaper haircuts because you only had to pay for the sides. So, ah, true. You know, so for about a year and a half, two years, I was only paying to get the sides cut. So pretty cheap haircuts. Okay. Uh, so, so you guys win the bet, uh, you, you win States and we're going to, we're going to talk all about that. Uh, but, but who got the honors of cutting your long locks? I think, I think James, you took the first cut, right? Yeah, you said that whoever um, scored the highest points of states got a first cut. So I scored the highest points. Of state so, 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 so where was this done? Was, was this done at school or at someone's house or where, where was where was uh, the, the the big haircut taking place? Uh, do you want to take that coach here? Sure. Um, so. I thought about bringing the Clippers to States, but then the superstition side of me kicked in and was like, I haven't done that all year. So I'm not oh, you were going to do it right on the infield there or something like that. Yeah, or? Well, somewhere it would have been safer, probably not on the infield. They probably would have not liked that at all. They, they, they would have uh, frowned upon having your hair all over the state track meet for the one, a two, a exactly. Exactly. So uh, we ended up going back to TJ and going inside the gym and getting some pizzas and some drinks and, getting to kind of hang out there for a little bit and take in, you know, the win at States at our home stadium. And then they cut my hair right at the mid court of the gym. And, and were these your Clippers or whose Clippers were they? <laughs> uh, actually I had one of our coaches that didn't ride the bus. He ended up uh, running to his house to grab his Clippers for us. Gotcha. So it, was a, it was a team effort to get the Clippers, the pizza, the drinks and get it done. 
And, I think James James should take credit for being the mastermind behind the style that they came up with. Yeah, but. I was going to say, uh, James, you weren't trying to make Coach look good with his haircut, were you? Oh, of course not. Um, <laughs> yeah, so like the, on the bus ride home, well, on the bus ride there, we were all talking about it. And I was like, guys, we can't be talking about this right now. You need to worry about that after we win. Um, but yeah, on the bus ride home, I had heard like a few um, – a few different variations of like how we should cut it and we ended up to like i ended up deciding on one and then we like even when we were cutting it in the process of cutting it we modified it a little bit to make it look even worse and, um, and, and was there a photographer there uh, so someone was getting pictures of all this uh, you said coach oh yeah of course oh yeah they were all getting their own pictures but one of the other coaches got some pretty good photos of them taking turns cutting it and then uh 360 final video uh, to show the true wonderful haircut that I received. Uh, didn't this require some level of trust? Not, I mean, you weren't worried about how you were going to look because it was all going to come off anyway, and you were going to look how you were going to look. But uh, did you trust your kids to, to manage these clippers and not like gouge the side of your head and stuff like that? James, you want to answer that one? Well, okay. So we we started off. Um... We started off with just the scissors just to get the bulk off. And then we went to the Clippers um, with pretty thick uh, guards. And we worked our way down to, like, the really thin guards. And we decided that we still wanted to do a, a TJ um, into, like, the, each side of his uh, the yeah. back of his head. And um, it turned out that I was – I guess just the most careful. I guess. Um, oh, you 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 were the most careful. Uh, did you do the yeah. whole haircut or or do? No, we're, we're... I, I did. I, I passed it on to everyone. I, I tried to let everyone who wanted to okay. uh, get it. Uh, I mean, James. I figured you guys were gonna like try and write your name on the side of Coach's head or no, or, we, we or, just, or something like that. We uh, Coach Humphreys said that I was very careful with it, so he let me take off the guard and we carved a nice little TJ into um. The, each side of the back of his head, it was, it was pretty horrendous. Uh, Coach, this was a leap of faith, was it not? To, to trust these kids that they weren't going to damage your head? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I definitely had to trust them. And, you know, the, the time we spent all year long working up to this moment, I think I kind of got a little bit. But, you know, we slowly worked the guards lower and lower each time. So <laughs> okay. was, you know, first was like, all right, keep the guard on because you can't really mess up there. Um but but James was doing well, so yeah, I let him take the guard off and kind of do his thing, and you know, but but ended, but yeah. ended up ended up being a memory. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure. But but you had to trust these guys all season long. I mean, you, you you don't win a state championship without having good, trustworthy kids. So what what was it about this team, coach, and when, what made it so special, and how were you guys able to win a state title without winning a single individual event at the meet? Yeah, I mean, track is it's, it's a wonderful sport. And, you know, in this area, kids don't get into it early enough. Um, you know, our first chance really is in high school. There's a few small clubs around, um, but everyone doesn't really go for it. But Robert, wait, wait, refresh my memory. Did you run track when you were playing football at TJ? So I actually didn't, but um, I did do a lot of speed training in college with somebody that was a former track coach and um trainer in that kind of sense so I've taken a lot of that knowledge that I learned from that speed training and brought it over to the high school for track gotcha uh, 
But, so, but go ahead, finish your point. You were saying kids don't get into it early enough. They don't get into it early enough, you know, and it really takes um, other athletes leading each other in this sport to really grasp it and to understand it. You know, we as coaches can put them through a workout, but it takes each other to really push them and make practices harder. I can yell at a kid as much as I want, um, but when it comes from a peer, you know, someone like James that's getting his, you know, other distance kids to run harder, you know, go for that uh, faster time and just train that much harder. Uh, that's really what it takes. It just takes that intrinsic motivation from all the athletes in order to propel themselves to the ability to even be at States and compete. And then, you know, to finally take one home and hang up that banner. That definitely speaks to the saying of like, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Um, yeah. Everyone had to put in their part. I mean, coach Humphreys did his part, but all of us had to do our part too. Uh, I mean, James, this was priority number one for you guys all season. I mean, you came close in indoor. Uh, you, you could taste it in indoor. Uh, yeah. you, you fell just short of, of winning the indoor team championship for class 3A. Mm -hmm. What was it? What, what did it mean to you guys? And, and what were the emotions like uh, as they handed you the trophy in the infield uh, last Saturday afternoon? Um, I think yeah, it was we – were, we were all so excited. We, we noticed that the Urbana girls were – a little bit unfazed. Um, yeah, like I mean, they, 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 they've done this of, over and over again, right? Yeah, exactly. They, they kind of just do that. Um, but, yeah, no, that was not our reaction at all. We were overjoyed by this um, by this accomplishment. We, yeah, all, all our hard work had paid off finally. Um, yeah, it was it was amazing. I mean, what, what does the moment feel like? I mean, you could talk about a goal. Uh, you could say we want to do it. We want to do it. But it, it, there's no guarantees, obviously. So, so when yeah. you actually uh, do something that you've talked about, put all your hard work uh, into achieving, what, what what does it mean to actually hit the moment? Um, yeah, the, this de yeah, it, um, especially coming off of Friday when we did not have a good Friday, uh, good first day at States. So the fact that we actually pulled it off really meant the world to the entire team. Um, and the fact that we, we have a good enough team to even have a bad first day and still pull it off on the second day. Okay. First of all, why was the first day bad? Um, um, so we had a jumper uh, who was slated to win States. Uh, the high jump, our high jumper was slated to win States. And he, what was, it? was that Ryan? Ryan Kenji. Yes. Um, he, he was slated to win states, and he didn't score any points at all. Um, there were there were a few mishaps. Uh, some of our uh, hurdlers and sprinters didn't get into the finals for the 100 and 110 hurdles. Um, that that was that was all right. But when I heard that um, when I heard that the Ryan didn't uh, make six feet at all, I I I said out loud, I was like, it's over, it's over. We're not doing this because you didn't think you'd have enough points. I, I, I honestly didn't know. Had you factored in, because you were nipped at the finish line in, in the 3,200 uh, run, you, you played second. Were you counting on a win from yourself in that race, or did you finish about no, where, was, where you thought? I was definitely hoping for a second place. I was hoping for a second place in the 32 and in the mile. I didn't think I could do it in the mile, but I ended up pulling it off. Um, but uh, I, I definitely wanted to get second in the state for the two mile, and the fact that I did that and came really close to the – top uh the winner really it was it was it was great at, at any point of the 3200 did you think you were going to win the race i did um uh, the 200 meters to go um actually more like 150 meters to go um i was right on uh antonio 
Camacho Buck's um, shoulder. And I just thought in my mind, I was like, I can do this. I can do this. Like, I, I kind of got like a, a good feeling in my heart um, that I could I could go all out um, and try to beat him. He, he had fended me off, but I lost by 0.14 seconds, which is. Yeah, you guys, you guys got a reaction at the finish line. Uh, it, it was oh, yeah. that close. It was, it was basically a, a photo finish yep, uh, yep. A race. Okay, so Friday so. didn't go the way you wanted. You, you were behind. You're like, oh, it's, it's over. Um, so how do you get yourself – you had to wake up Saturday morning because you guys were the first meet Saturday. What was the mindset going into Saturday? What were you guys saying, into your, saying to yourself? And did you get some belief back uh, heading into um, the Saturday session? Yeah, um, I told the – I told the whole team that morning, um, like before we even got on the bus, I was like, guys, we can still do this. We totally can. Um, I'm not going to lie. I did not think we could, but you know what? Well, you have to put, you have to pump the team up, right? You're, exactly. you're, you're you the team leader, the team right? Up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I told the whole team, I was like, we can have an amazing second day and uh, digital Harbor, the team that we were competing against could have a terrible day. Um, and that happened exactly. So yeah, I, I just like I try to pump up the team, um, tell them that like we we totally can still do this. And what what turned the tide on Saturday? What 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 got you guys rolling um, on Saturday? I think, I think the the triple jump. I think was it Coach Humphreys the triple jump? Yeah, Trey Trey helped us out with that. Got us some points in the triple jump. Um, he got more points than what he was expected. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Definitely, definitely that started kicking us into gear for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, did, yeah, did, 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 did Ryan uh, bounce back on the second day too? Didn't any score? He, he didn't have any other events. Oh, oh, it, was, it was just a high jump. Okay. Yeah, just high jump, but yeah. Um, triple jump bounced back and we got a lot of um, extra points from that. Um, the, the pole vault too, you guys, you guys scored well in the pole vault. Yeah. Huge contributor, uh, second in tying for sixth, I think. That was uh, uh, Gilberto uh, Ramos and, uh, yeah, Rafa and Luke and Dylan. Um, yeah, that was, that was amazing. Um, and then I think my second place in the two mile and Jonathan Regules placing seventh in the mile, um, uh, we were only slated for, I think, seven points in the mile, and we ended up getting 10, so that really helped too. And, and you weren't expecting to finish as high as second like you did? I, I My goal was second, but I didn't really think I could do it. Okay. Why? why? Just the gas tank wasn't going to be full um, I, enough? or um... 3A is a very deep state. Um, it's a lot of good competition. Colin Abrams, Antonio Camacho Bucks. Um, yeah, they, they, they're very fast. Um and I wasn't sure if I could pull it off, but I had a really good last lap and did it. Okay, so you sense that Saturday's going well. You guys are building momentum. When did you actually think you could win? Uh, I think it was right after, or at, I think right before the 800. Uh, Coach Carroll um, came up to me and he said, I don't want to uh, hype up the team, so don't tell anyone, but I think we're in the running to win. And Jonathan placed eighth in the 800. Um, and so that's when I really thought that we had the win. Um, of course, like we, we did some calculations like digital Harbor, like even if they placed first in the four by one and four by four, they still couldn't catch us. Um, but I, I did not think twice that like we could win it before we actually won it. Like I, I didn't want to assume that we were going to win until we had that trophy in our hands. 
Well, you guys, you guys wound up with 56 points, which was good enough to win. But right on your heels was uh, your old nemesis, uh, Frederick High School. Uh, they ran some great uh, school record uh, relays. Uh, they, they got a win in the long jump from Nishan uh, McKinney Spear. Um, how sweet was it to sort of hold off Frederick to, to win the championship? Um, I didn't even realize that they were in the running until – they were announcing um uh, no, really you didn't have yeah. your eye on them really much no the time. i i i maybe uh the rest of the team has this has the idea that they were in the running but um i i really did not think that they were in the running i thought it would be digital harbor um who would really be pushing us and it ended up being frederick uh, that that said was it pretty sweet that that frederick was the team that you guys wound up beating uh yeah it was it was pretty nice uh yeah, it, inner city school rivalry. So yeah, it, it was it was pretty cool to beat them. Uh, Coach Humphreys, you knew Frederick was a, was going to be a contender, right? So yeah, we saw him creeping up. I mean, we were a lot at a lot of meets that they had, and they have a lot of really good sprinters and really good jumpers. Um, and so they're always racking up points. And you know, any meet, if you looked at the scoreboard, Frederick was always up until we got to distance um, and pole vault, and then we were able to go over them and that kind of chance, you know, sense. But what I love about track as opposed to other sports is it's not really as much as a rivalry for me with uh, Frederick, you know, it's just track and all the coaches are kind of helping each other out, encouraging each other. So it was nice really to have Frederick County, you know, and TJ being first and then Frederick high school being second. I love seeing us, you know, both up there now, definitely very glad that we are the ones on top uh, for sure. But I was definitely happy for them that they could be right behind us. Um, yeah. So it was pretty- re- re- relay the conversation you told me that you had with Coach Rob Dixon at regionals saying, you, hey, we, 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 we could do this. We could go one, two at States. Yeah. So, um, you know, just afterwards, I looked at him and saw the, the pieces that he had at regionals and the pieces that we had and was like, hey, we both have a really good shot for this. And, you know, that's exactly what I said. I said, we're going to go one, two. Um, in this thing and you know it just happened to be <laughs> happened to work out perfectly and and we were on top i think he made the comment you know that he wanted to be number one and we could be number two afterwards uh, <laughs> but all in good fun uh were you as worried coach after friday as guys like james james were so yes i was pretty down on friday um was hoping for a little bit better performance from um, our hurdles and our high jumper, um, you know, going into meets, I, you, I don't try to score them out. I just, I let the thing, you know, let the meets go the direction they go. I just encourage my kids to run as fast as they can run relaxed. You know, we're not chasing first place. We are just trying to, trying to run our best race. As you focus on the other people too much, then it takes you out of what you can do. Um, so I don't look at that stuff, but the other coaches do, and we were talking and depending on which way you scored it up, you know, we were supposed to get however many points day one, other teams, you know, were supposed to get theirs. And then when we ended the day, we were definitely minus like eight, eight to 10 points, um, is what we were down. And with it being such a close spread to actually win the championship, it really had us nervous. So going into day two, James made a great speech. You know, we just reminded them to do what they needed to do, um, run their races and just focus on one thing at a time. Don't look at the big picture. 
you know, until later in the day. So it was definitely nerve wracking going through that day, looking at it, pulling up the scores. Again, I don't, I don't usually pull them up too much during it. So I think for me, it was right before the four by one where I've pulled up the score and, uh, saw that we were down, but I knew pole vault was about to be put in. So it was going to put us back up. And so we did some calculations to see what the other teams in the top, you know, five places, what events they had left. Um, and once I realized the other teams didn't have any events that were going to get them points, you know, it was a pretty surreal moment um, to see that it was pretty much in the, in the bag and, we were going to be state champions. Uh, I don't want this to sound like we're, we're ragging on Ryan Kenji, and it was going to be all his fault if you guys didn't win the championship. So uh, can, can each of you talk about the value that Ryan brought to the team in, 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 the, in the great season that he had? Uh, yeah, I'll start with that. I mean, he this is his first time actually doing track. Um, and so we didn't really know what to expect out of him. And earlier in the season, he wasn't really jumping that good. Um, he was hitting average marks, five, eight, five, ten, you know, scoring points and meets, but nothing that we were like, wow, you know, that's going to be great. Um, but then it was like two weeks before championship, um, season started and he really just started coming into himself, um, really figured out how to actually, you know, get over the bar and arch properly and attack it and that kind of thing. So, you know, without him, um, the, you know, CMC and, you know, Frederick County Championship and, I mean, regionals, we kind of blew out of the water, but um, they were all fairly close meets and he was able to get us points and prevent other teams from getting points. I mean, he ended up hitting a 6-4 PR, which is great, but, you know, one of the things I also talked to the kids about um, before States was, you know, buying into the hype. And a lot of times when we buy into the hype, of something like states, we don't perform our best because our head's somewhere else. Our head's seeing all the spectators, our head's seeing all these other athletes that are just as good as me. And so it just gets them out of what they can do. So, you know, learning moment for him. And that's what sports is all about. He was very positive with what happened. He knows what he did wrong. And, you know, you get three chances at every height and, you know, it just wasn't his day on Friday. Um, you know, I think hopefully that's going to make him hungry for next year to come out and, you know, really put in, more of that effort um, to, you know, see how high you can get, you know, constantly hit that six, four or above. Uh, yeah. James, can you talk about the value that Ryan brought to your team? Yeah. Uh, I didn't really realize that he was really there. We, we have a huge track team. Um, I'm, I'm still learning people's names, so it, it's hard to keep track of everyone, but I, I uh, we, we always circle up at the end of every meet, uh, just talk about things that, we saw it went well, um, and at CMC's was the first time I heard his name, and I think it was Luke Freemanis, uh, shout out Ryan. He said, Ryan just won high jump, and I was like, what? Luke's supposed to win high jump. Um, Luke's our best, like, high jumper, but, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that he, he definitely brought a lot at uh, counties, CMC's, regionals. Um, the fact that he, like, he just came out of nowhere I, I thought was amazing. And he was able to contribute so well to a CMC county and regional title was amazing. Uh, can you talk you know, about? He, go ahead, go, go ahead, coach. Sorry. I was say, he also he also did that without having you know track spikes or, or jumping spikes on. He literally did it in his basketball shoes. No kidding! Uh, wow. 
you know, and it was one of those sayings where he was so late in the season with coming, doing well that we, you know, we're like, all right, well, maybe you don't need to invest in those because you're not, you know, do, you know, really performing. Um, but I mean, there's a picture in the newspaper, I think got him with his basketball shoes on going over the bar. Um, <laughs> And we talked about getting a pair before, you know, states and regionals. He was like, hey, it's been working. Why not just keep it up? Don't change it now. Yeah, so, if, if, if it's not broke, don't, don't, don't fix it. Right. So, yeah, I think he's going to bounce back. And I think he really got an appreciation for the sport, um, you know, and that's kind of the, the exciting part, too, about track is, you know, some days you're on, some days you're not. It's just one of those things. That you got to be able to put it in your rearview mirror and keep moving forward. And he's only an 11th grader, so he gets another chance next year to, you know, actually come out and, and see what he can do, at, you know, for the rest of the season. Uh, James, it wasn't that long ago that uh, Coach Humphreys would have been known around school as a football guy. I mean, he, he played football at TJ. He coached football at TJ. Uh, can you talk about what coaches brought to your track team? Um, yeah, I think he's really stepped it up this year. I, I remember um, – I, I don't mean to hate on him, but um, – Freshman year, we, we did not think highly of him as a spring coach. Um, but then over the year, he's really become an amazing coach, uh, really knows what he's doing now. Um, and he's, he's really led our team to amazing heights. He, he just uh, coached the team to a state title. He was, he's, um, he's really grown as a coach um, and as a track coach especially. It's, it's awesome to see. Uh, I love having him as my coach. Uh, coach, are you a track guy now more than a football guy? <laughs> oh, you know, during the season, I was this way growing up. Whatever season I'm in, it's my favorite sport. Okay. Um, I definitely appreciate track more, you know, now being in the world. And I don't think James is too far off. I think I really took over track as a as a means to help build the TJ football program, trying to get guys to to do track just to work on their speed in the offseason and, and do something. Um. And so, you know, my training techniques have changed over the years as we, you know, progress to actually getting legit sprinters and that kind of thing that had to, you know, advance everything I was doing to meet their needs, you know, so it's, yeah. been, it's been fun to grow as a coach, but, you know, we've got the awesome thing about the way we run our track program at TJ is that we just, we have enough coaches to specialize in events, you know, so I'll work the sprinters, Shipley does the pole vault and triple jump um gresh uh aaron gresh does the distance um and then we got coach Fermanis with the discus shot put and high jump and coach hex um with hurdles and then um also coach carroll uh, helps with sprinters when he can get there as well. So it's just nice to have a bunch of coaches that can specialize and truly spend time dedicated to these athletes that are, you know, rearing to learn. They're trying, trying their best constantly at practice to get better and they just take everything in and it shows. Is this a team built sort of like the Urbana girls where you don't have to win a bunch of events to win a state title. You're not relying on just a couple of stud uh uh, athletes uh, to win did you sort of build the program in that mold you know we go out trying to trying to win each event I mean honestly you know you, you train in order to get as fast as you are but you know way I explained it to some of the sprint kids is you know some people have a little bit more time put into track so that's why they're faster some people's you know genetics are just a little bit better and 
you know, some of us aren't made to run 10, three hundreds, you know, so we're not made to, to go that fast. So I'm just trying to get the most out of them, you know, and when they put that in, if the most out of them is fourth place, I'm happy for them. Um, you know, James, you I think, know, I think was looking for um, getting second. One of the best things about track, like all you have to do is just put in. Go ahead, James. Oh, um, the, all, you just have to put in, um, the best that you can do. Uh, not everyone's going to be at the same level. Um, but as, as long as you try track, you're going to get better. Uh, I, I, I love that about this sport. Um, the, the amount of work that you put in is the amount of benefit you're going to get out. And I love that. And, and everyone has a role, right, James? I mean, every place counts in eighth place that, that helps you guys win a state championship. Yeah. Especially that can be shown in Jonathan Regula's, um, he didn't have the states he wanted, but he still was able to squeak out three points. And if I remember correct, correctly, we won by just about three points. Yeah, so, so, so every point matters. So um, the good news for you guys is much of the team is back next year, right, Coach? Yeah, um, we lose a triple jumper. You know, Trey got third and triple jump. Um, so there's some points there. He also got eighth, I think, in long jump. Um, we lose a pole vaulter. Um, Dylan's graduating. So on the guy side, I really a few, a few distance kids um, that helped us out win CMCs and counties and regionals. Uh, but besides that, it's it's a team full of ninth, uh, tenth, and eleventh graders. So so how will the goals change now that you guys have done it? Now that you've reached the top of the mountain and now everyone's sort of gunning for you, how do the goals and priorities change? You know, ideally, ideally, they don't change, you know, all year long, we're just going for PRs, you know, place doesn't matter. You're just trying each, each meet, just trying to get faster. You know, we'll, we'll work on a few small adjustments each meet to try to make you go a little bit faster. You know, whether it's James kicking at the 200 instead of the 150 mark, or, you know, maybe, maybe for that state championship uh, mile that he ran or second place that he got, if he would have kicked later, he might've passed them. But, you know, those little things that we, kind of just work on just to make sure you're PRing. James, did you PR in that mile or? PR by seven seconds. Wow. Seven seconds, right. So, you know, yeah, he only got second, but to me, that's better than, you know, he PR'd by seven seconds. That's amazing to do. You know, the place wasn't important to me. It was just seeing him PR. And he's actually made me enjoy watching distance races, which I've said to him um, as a sprint guy. You know, those are more exciting to me, but James and Jonathan have really made those distance races really exciting. Yeah, Um, especially last week when Jonathan came out of nowhere and beat me. (laughs) Yeah, you know, you probably probably didn't like that, did you, James? Well, I mean, on the one hand, no. Um, (laughs) He's been behind me all year, but at the same time, I was super happy that um, he's put in an amazing sophomore season and he was able to, like, get up to where I had where I had worked to in three years and he worked up to that in one season. So it was awesome to see that. I was, I was a little bit disappointed. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, James, what do you think it'll be like to be the hunted next year instead of the hunters? Uh, I think it's going to be great. Um, I cannot wait for next track season. I think that especially since a lot of us are juniors, we still have not reached our full potential. Um, yeah. I, I, I think that we could become one of the best track teams ever at TJ. 
Yeah, because you guys had some great ones. Uh, you guys three-peated in 9, 10, and 11, but it had really been more than a decade since, since you guys had won a championship uh, in, until last Saturday, and you guys were able to douse coach with the Gatorade bucket. Coach, did you have did that bath uh, feel pretty nice, that ice bath that you took Saturday? Yeah, it was a pretty warm day, so I was actually, you know, I was wondering if they were going to do it, um, and I was glad that they they did because it was getting a little bit warm. So it was it, nice, it nice up, refreshing. I was right next to him, and it ended up getting my arms soaked. <laughs> you, you you did. Were you the one that that doused him, or were you just no? I was, I was in the middle. I I kind of forgot that that was going on. <laughs> Uh, so what will your summer look like, James? Um, uh, well, yeah, I mean, you have cross country season, obviously in the fall, yep. that's a, that's a big priority. You're the, you're the county champ, uh, in, in that and you, and you place really well at regionals and States. Um, so, so what will your summer look like? Summer did a lot of hard work. Uh, I know what I need to improve on from last summer. Um, and I'm just going to optimize. I had a really good summer last year, so I'm just going to, uh, use my errors that I, found out last year and work on them this year and then put in even an even better season next year. And you, and you're the guy that uh, runs on family vacations. Uh, do you have any yeah. trips planned where, where, where you'll get a chance to do some, uh, uh, some running? Yeah. Um, the Virginia, uh, I have a Virginia vacation planned um, and I'll be running at the same trail I did last year. And the, New York trip. I'll be running on the same trips there. I don't really know if we're. Oh, so might... so so the similar vacations you've done these trips before. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think we're going on a main trip this year, so I might be exploring some more trails up there, which will be really fun. Awesome. And, and coach, what's the plan with the hair? Are you are you going to leave it short, or is it going to grow back? Will you will you be Grizzly Adams again by the start of indoor season, or or, or what's the plan with the hair? Um. If it was up, yeah, I'm probably gonna, I'm probably gonna keep it short for a while. I get yeah, it, it kind of gets, yeah, you got to keep it short during the summer, right? Uh, when when it's hot. Yeah, it's it's too hot for that. So you know, I will keep it short. You know, maybe in five years from now, I will look back at trying trying to grow it out again. And oh, you're not you're not gonna grow out grow grow it out for track season again as, as an incentive because it seems like we have to raise the bar, don't we, James? <laughs> what's going to happen next year if you guys win if you win indoor what, what what's coach going to have to do if you win indoor uh next february <laughs> i think more of a punishment would make me make me run a mile something like that. <laughs> i would love to see that wow <laughs> I'll, sign up, I'll sign up for a 5k we, we, we need to brainstorm some ideas because if you guys do win indoor and it seems like you'll have a chance to uh, uh coach is gonna have to pay the price again right of course of course he needs, he needs to pay the price of being a good coach. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that fair, coach? You have to pay the price for being a good coach? What, 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 if, we, what if you were a bad coach? You, you, you can get away with <laughs> or, it, right? You know, maybe i get away with it, right? You know, maybe if I was a terrible coach, we wouldn't be able to, you know, put the pieces together to get states. So whatever, you know, whatever they want to do, Within reason, I'll, if it motivates him, I'm up for it. All right. Well, is it tattoo, is, is, is that off the board or um... – state champs on this <laughs> and now i'm now i'm putting ideas in james's head so uh so, so i i don't want i don't want i don't mean to get you in trouble coach I'm, I'm 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 not trying to do that so that wouldn't be completely off off uh off the board all right i'd have to definitely go through a few approvals okay. well we have uh, lot, we have lots of time to mull this over because uh we we have a few months of summer and then we have cross country season and it won't be indoor for another 
uh, five or six months. So we, so we have a time to, we have some time to think about this. So, uh, but congratulations guys, James Partlow, uh, awesome team captain and uh, distance runner for Thomas Johnson, uh, coach Bobby Humphreys, uh, state champions in class three, a for the first time since 2011 guys. Thanks so much for coming on. Love to having you on. Thank you. Thank you for having us. All right, that'll do it uh, for us this week. And uh, as we wrap up another uh, sports season here on The Final Score, uh, thanks to Alexander Dacey and John Cannon for coming on earlier and talking Frederick County sports and all the championships. And uh, thanks to Graham Cullen uh, for producing and throwing all this together every week. Uh, We'll see you back here next week. Uh, Take care, everyone, uh, and have a great week. (laughs) 